Susan and I were on, on holiday recently. Um, we managed to get a few days away up kind of the very top end of Scotland. Um, and for a number of reasons, on, on the Sunday, we didn't get to church. So I hope my job is still okay. Um, that, that's, that, 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 that'll do. Um, and I really missed it. I really, really missed it. I, and I'm not saying that in order. I, I'm, I'm saying it for two reasons. One, it's true. I really do miss not being in a place of worship on, on the Lord's day. And I say it also because actually in some ways that's what this psalm is about. It's one of the psalms that has been penned. If you look at the, the headings in the psalms, uh, you, you'll see that it has been penned by the sons of Korah. And, and uh, most commentators agree that this was a kind of Levitical choir made up of the descendants of, of Korah who were appointed by David to serve in the temple. Of, of pilgrims who, who for whatever reason and the reason isn't given, and anyway, it doesn't matter. I love it when the Psalms are so open-ended like that. But for whatever reason, they are not able to get to the temple. They are not able to get to that place of worship. And, and we need to remind ourselves, we were thinking on this a couple of weeks ago, uh, when we saw of how Jesus went into the temple and cleared the temple. We need to always keep in mind the important part that the temple played in Jewish worship. For the Jew, it was the most sacred of places because it was there in the temple, in, in, the, in the Holy of Holies, that the Shekinah glory, that, in, that, that visible manifestation of the presence of God dwelt. It was so precious to the Jew. And as a result of that, every true Israelite loved the temple. Indeed, it was the duty of every male to attend the, 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 the three main festivals. And they would eagerly, they got excited, they would eagerly look forward to every opportunity to, to visit. But as I said, it seems that this psalm is penned by someone or a group who is not able to visit. And, and as you read it, it is someone who longs to be at the place of worship. It is someone who knows both the, the benefits and the blessings of being there and, and who just long to once again walk through the temple doors and worship from you. I want us to consider three things this evening. We'll see the psalmists long to be at the temple and the blessing of being in the temple and his delighting in being at the temple. But firstly, longing for, actually, I, I kind of changed my headings because it's really not longing for the temple, it's longing for God. Verse 1 gives to us the real reason for this longing. Notice how it begins. 
How lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord Almighty. Scholars in Hebrew, of which I'm not, tell us that the word lovely that is used there is actually better translated beloved or dear. And the point that, that it is trying to make is this is something precious. This is something precious. The temple, the place of worship is dear. It's close to his heart. It's lovely for him. Not because of its splendor, which I'm sure it was, but for him, as for all the Jews, it was lovely, it was dear, it was precious because it was the dwelling place of God, of the Lord Almighty. A phrase that he uses another three times in the Psalms. You see, and in some ways that's why I changed my headings there, it wasn't that he worshipped a building, but because it was the place where God dwelt, because it was the place where he could go and meet with God and meet with other believers, that's why it was lovely. That's why it was dear. That's why it was precious to him. Is that how I feel about church? Is that how you feel about church it's true yes God does not live in man made buildings Acts 7 47 to 50 however when we gather as God's people Jesus himself promises to be with us where two or three are gathered in my name there am I it's that makes it lovely it's his presence that makes it dear that is why, in the next few verses, the, 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 the psalmist goes on to, to talk in the language that he uses. He, he, he longs to be there. He, this, this guy or this group cannot bear not being at the place of worship. It's used here. My soul yearns. There's no half-heartedness. Even faints. <laughs> My heart and my flesh cry out. What a deep, deep longing to be at the place of worship. Spurgeon speaks of him having a holy, a holy lovesickness. You ever been lovesick? That feeling of just wanting and needing and longing to be with the one you love. I remember it well. Just longing to be with Susan. Still do, by the way. Well, here is the psalmist. He's lovesick for the house of God, for the worship of God, and for God himself. Notice what he says, my soul yearns. Even faints, my heart and my flesh cry out, not just for the courts of the Lord, not just for the building, but for God himself. His whole being wants nothing more than being at the place of worship. 
Every bit of him longs to be there. There is nowhere else he would rather be. Nowhere else he would rather be. Later on he talks about, and we'll come to it, about I'd rather be a, a, a day in your courts than a thousand days. He, he wouldn't be, he'd rather be he, nowhere else but the place of where I, what I, I found that a real challenge. It's glad that you're here tonight, that you've that longing and that others would catch it. A deep longing, not just to attend church, but to meet with to meet with the Lord God Almighty. You see, he has a holy appetite and an expectancy, an expectancy to meet with God that gave him a longing to be there. And I don't know, but as you look at verse 3, perhaps, maybe, I can be wrong, but maybe there's even a certain amount of envy that, that like he can't be there but like the little birds they make their home there the, the swallow they find a nest for her young they can be there but he can't yeah although they are there these kind of birds although they are cared for. Obviously there is no kind of fellowship between them and God. One writer of old says this on, on, on this very point. He says this, never rest satisfied with merely frequenting the, such places. Never rest satisfied with merely frequenting or with having certain privileges. But rise in spirit and seek and find, enjoy direct communion with the living God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Wow. He longed to be at the temple because he longed for God. Secondly, we see the blessing of God. Verse 4 speaks of the blessing of those who dwell there and of continuous praise. Now, there may be here a reference to, to the priests who did live. Is it both work for me? Because what a blessing it is to be able to gather, to meet, and to praise God. It lifts our spirit, or it should. It hopefully lifts our spirits. It strengthens us for the week ahead. And it is, of course, brothers and sisters, a foretaste of... That's where we're all heading. In many senses, we are all pilgrims. And, and, and verses 5 and 7... Sorry, five two seven are, are many are, are, are framed in, in, in kind of pilgrimage language. As I said, this is someone who is unable to, to get physically to the temple, but although he can't physically be there, he, he's kind of there spiritually. He's still journeying, he is still pilgriming, he's still longing, he's still experiencing 
the blessing. Blessed, happy he is because his strength is in God. He is a happy pilgrim who has set his heart on this journey. And likewise with us, brothers and sisters, we are on a journey. And for that journey, we too need to rely on God. We too need to have our hearts set fixed. We too need to be committed to him. But as you and I well know, it's not an easy journey. Verse 6 is making that point. Often in our journey, we have to pass through and we have to press on through what the writer refers to in verse 6 as the valley of Baca. What is that? Well, apparently there is no such geographical site called that found in Scripture. What it refers to is any difficult place or any time, difficult time in our lives. You see, the word baka apparently means balsam trees of which the sap in the balsam tree Kind of sound like David Attenborough here, which the 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 the, the, the sap and the balsam tree oozes out like tears. It is that time on our journey and on our pilgrimage when perhaps kind of our strength is gone. It's that time in our journey and our pilgrimage when we kind of feel helpless. It's that time in, in our journey and our pilgrimage when sometimes we feel as if we are in the pit of despair. And we all go through these times. We all go through these times. Some of us may be journeying that very valley now. But notice carefully what we are told. We pass through it. Pass through it. We don't remain there because we're on a pilgrimage and that very art is an ongoing thing. And yes, it has its bad times. Yes, it has its downs. Yes, it has its trials. Yes, it has its tribulations. But Francis, look at the verse because we see that even there, even there, it is a place of spring with pools. That is to say, even in our valleys we can know blessing. Even there, God's strength is sufficient. Even there, he sometimes especially there, he as it were pours cold waters upon us. He refreshes us. And sometimes when there is no natural supplies from below, the pilgrims and we found and find an abundant compensation in waters above. We pass through the valley of Baca this evening. Even in the deepest of valleys, he strengthens. Even in the deepest of valleys, 
he refreshes. And we can go on doing so till we appear, notice what it says, till we appear before him in Zion. What a blessed people we are. As we gather together to pray and and as we gather together to praise, and as we draw strength from the very one who refreshes our souls. That's what it is to gather together. The blessing of not just being in the temple. Blessing of not just being in church. But of journeying towards our heavenly temple. Whereas verse 7 says, till each appears before God in Zion. I'm almost ready to burst into song. I'm kind of reminded of a song. Come ye that love the Lord and let your joys be known. Join in the song with sweet accord. Join in the song with sweet accord. And thus surround the throne. And thus surround. Why? Where are we heading? Where are we marching to? Where are we pilgriming to? We're marching to Zion. Beautiful, beautiful Zion. We're marching upwards to Zion. The beautiful city of God. What a journey. Sometimes we've got to go through a backer. But even there, there's refreshing. The psalmist is speaking of the earthly temple. Of course he is, but we can relate. can relate it to church, but we can relate it, brothers and sisters, to something far greater. Yes, we are blessed now as we meet together week by week, but how much more away they and we go from strength to strength before God in Zion. Oh, that would be my experience, my reality. As we sang there, guide me, O thou great Redeemer, Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. When I tread the verge of Jordan, Bid my anxious fear subside. Death of death, land me safe on Canaan's side. Appearing before God. That's where you're heading if you're a child of God. And in verses 8 and 9, even although unable to get to the temple, he is still praying. Hear my prayers. Listen to me. Look upon us. You know, these are two essential, distinctive marks of any follower of Jesus. Praise and prayer. Praise and prayer. And remember, this is coming from someone who is not physically able, for whatever reason, to be at the place of worship. Yet still he prays. Yet still he praises. Yet still he looks with confidence to what lies ahead. Longing for God. The blessing of God. One final thought, and that is we see that he delights in God. 
Notice verse 10. Touched a little bit on it there earlier, but notice verse 10. Better is thousand elsewhere. He not only is longing to be there, but it is his delight to be there. His delight to be there more than anything else. One of the things that I find helpful when, I, when I'm studying, um, and it's one of the things that, that um, uh, in the Just for Starters course that, 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 um, that, that, that encourages you to do, is that it gives you a verse and it kind of encourages you to, to put it into your own words. It's a great exercise. You should try it sometimes. Uh, and, and one of the things, things I find helpful is to put the verse into my own words, or at least how I understand it. Uh, and it seems to me here that the psalmist is saying, I would rather spend one day in the temple, or bring it right up for us. I would rather spend one day in church with God's people, meeting with God, than one day than a thousand days on holiday, Wh whatever. I don't know, but that, that's commitment. Wow. One day in your courts rather than a thousand elsewhere. Nothing delights him more than meeting with God and with God's people. Is that your delight? Oh, the, you know, the old hymn. Oh, the pure delight of a single hour that before thy throne I spend. Then he says, because he goes further, <laughs> says he would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of God. A, a doorkeeper was a very humble, yet a very needful thing. But even to do that is better by far and brings to him greater delight than dwelling in the tents of the wicked. Only a day, only a doorkeeper, Yet even such a fleeting and distant contact would be satisfying. It would bring him great delight. Because he tells us God is his son and God his shield. John Stock comments that he is a son bathing us with light and a shield defending us from evil. The psalmist delights, not so much in being in the temple, but delights in God. Because as we see, he, the Lord God Almighty, bestows favor and honor on those who have that desire. And he will hold, withhold no good thing from those whose walk is. What promises are contained for us? Because what a God it is that we serve, as we sang earlier, he is faithful in every way. And in verse 12, we are reminded, as if we need, needed reminding, that blessed, and, and that's that kind of double happy, happy, beyond happy, is the man, the woman, who trusts in you. We truly are a blessed people if our faith 
and trust is in the living God. As I said earlier, this, this psalm for me is about someone who is unable to get up to the earthly temple. But as we finish, listen to these words. The final fulfillment of the temple, the new Jerusalem, of which it is written, I did not see a temple in the city, because the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. And now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Then it will not be a temple nor a church but God himself. We long for God. We are blessed by God. And even now we are delighted, but there is so much more to come as we pilgrim towards our heavenly home.